You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. It's hard to know what day it is, but it is Wednesday, so we're racing at Redcliffe tonight. We've got 10 events, and we start at 5.19. We'll be going through that form card very shortly with Darren Clayton. He'll give us the good oil for that meeting. But speaking of the man himself, he's about to join us first up. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? It is Wednesday, isn't it? It is. It's hard to know what day it is. I, uh, I teed up someone uh, for today thinking it was Thursday. Uh, well, thinking it was Wednesday. Wanted to get that person on for Thursday, and uh, I've got ahead of myself. But anyway, that person will be with, the, uh, with us tomorrow, so I'm keen to ask a few questions about a very nice horse here in Queensland. So we'll wait for that one. But there's a lot to talk about. We've got four meetings, uh, Darren, before the end of the year. So that wraps up the 2022 season. We've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks. Pete McMullen, we know, will be the leading driver in the state once again. Uh, he's currently on 260 winners, so that's just down on last year. But that was a record-breaking season for Pete with 315. The state trainer's title is an interesting one, and we've been focused on this over the last week or so. Four meetings left. Jack Butler leads by six. He's got 159 winners. He's got six uh, win lead over Chantel Turpin, 153. Grant Dixon, 149. Grant didn't compete last night at Albion. He didn't compete at the Christmas Eve meeting. Is it safe to say now that Jack has got that state trainer's title in the bag? I think he has. With where he positions now, he's got that six win lead. He'll probably get one or two more winners over the next few meetings. I think from where he sits there, that should be enough to see him home. It's been a seesawing battle. Uh, he's been able to hold on to it since he got to the front um, probably about six weeks ago. or might even be a bit further back than that now. But uh, since he's been in front, he's been able to hold on to it. And I think he should be right now. OK, so we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of days. Just in the last couple of days during that real festive period there, uh, Graham Dwyer brought up his century. That was on uh, Saturday night for memory, if we get our days right. High voltage was the oars. That was win number 100 for the season. So that's a big effort by Graham too. Yeah, and uh, he'd, he'd got to 100, uh, a bit like Grant Dixon with his driving stats. He'd got to 100 with uh, a couple of horses that he had winners with very early in the season last year at Tamworth. So... Overall, he had the 100, but he was chasing that state 100, which he was able to get with high voltage, and high voltage was pretty impressive there, uh, return, returning from a little bit of a let-up and uh, uh, ran home a pretty strong last half in winning that race. So Graham gets to 100 for the second successive season, and he looks set to... Uh, he'll hold on to fourth placing in that state trainer's title, which is a pretty good effort from him uh, just off the numbers that he works. Yeah, absolutely. Only four trainers uh, are going to crack the ton uh, this season. Jack Bartlow, Chantel Turpin, Grant Dixon and Graham Dwyer. The Metro Premierships, Pete McMullen's got that in the bag. Uh, he's well clear of his nearest rival, which is Shane Graham. 
and uh, Pete's wife, Chantel, will wrap up the uh, Metro Premiership well clear of Jack Butler. The leading concession driver is going to be Angus Garrard, and he won by a decisive margin in the end, or will win by a decisive margin. Only four meetings left, so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how things play out over the next couple of days. But uh, many, many good performances there by a number of licensees, many of which have brought up uh, PBs as well, so that's great to see. Darren, I'm interested in your thoughts. Our first guest is about to join us this morning. You're a former analyst, so you love crunching numbers, doing all the form, and you do it day in, day out. You do all the form for all Queensland meetings. There's a new app that's available, and it comes at the right time because we're about to start a new season, with that being only days away, so 2023 fast approaching. And this has been dubbed a form guide revolution, so I'm sure your ears will prick up here. The man that has created this app joins us now. Jerome Neuenberg. He's a keen owner and breeder. He's raced a lot of good horses, as we know, and he joins us online this morning. Jerome, good morning, and appreciate the time. Thanks a lot for that, Chris. Oh, how are you, Darren? Nice to catch up with you again. Yeah, thanks, Jerome. It's good. And then, yeah, Chris is right. My ears really pricked up, so I'm, I'm really keen to see... Uh, what, what sort of questions Chris has got for you and I, I'm sure I've got a few of my own as to what exactly this is. I've had a bit of a look about already but um, yeah, yeah, where this is headed. Yeah, well it's a new comparative approach to doing harness racing form. Um, it's Sulky is a ratings based uh, system with the ability to compare performances of, Australia, of, of horses within a race obviously but also across the across the country because um, all of the ratings have been um, um, uh, normalised so that they're comp comparable between tracks because we got the differential between all of the tracks to get a standard number. Um, yeah, it's Australia-wide and it's built for the mobile um, and it works on the phone and also uh, desktops. Um, and it's just $15 a month. So, Jerome, the first question I've got for you, how long has this been in creation? Because by the sound of it, there, there's a lot of work involved when you're doing all tracks of Australia. Yeah. Uh, Bronte and I started doing this in October last year with our developer, Niall. So we've been doing sectionals. That's one of the first functions that we uh, built is to properly collect um, sectional data and we've been busily doing it for all tracks throughout Australia including Burnie, Collie, Bustleton, even Kilcoy so um, we've got a complete set of sectionals and we, we're able to get the differentials for, with those sectionals between tracks to actually give meaning to th that, that sectional data uh, via a really good accurate number called the called the rating so uh yeah it, of that time of that 12 14 months it took at least six months to get the maths right so um we engaged in a venture where we didn't really know we'd get to the end but mathematically i'm proud that i've finally nailed the maths to get a, a number that's exceptionally good um but yeah so sectional data is really just raw information for us but when you when you convert it into a rating it really gives it a, a really strong informational feel for the punter 
Okay, so no doubt there was a fair bit of trial and error when you first started sort of crunching uh, the sectional data. Um, Obviously, there's a fair bit of mathematics involved as well. So it it would have been a little frustrating at times, but the end result, and it's now up and running, uh, must be very satisfying. Yeah, I think the good two or three months of that was to it clicked with us that sectional data is good, but it doesn't have the full meaning until we can convert the sectionals into information as if they were all on the pegs. So, for example, if turn it up goes 54 in the last half, three wide, we have an adjustment there to make it say 53.5 or something like that, so that we record at every valid point, like the 400, 800, 1,200 metre and the, and the lead time point, exactly where that, the horses are, and we convert it to a pegline sectionals, and the pegline sectionals are a fundamental to, to producing an accurate rating. Okay. Darren, I'll just jump in with one more before you can fire up a few questions. Jerome, is this something that's just brand new for harness racing? Is this something that's going to reshape the way we do form, in your opinion? I believe that we always did a strategy right at the start so that we have it as a nominal amount for people to use it. And we are hoping that uh, there will be a, um, a mass sort of acceptance of the product and we we need quite a few customers to make it cost effective but um, um, hopefully we'll get there but um, yeah I, I it's aimed at the mass market and to answer your question I hope it does um, yeah it's it's going to it's pre-processed so what what does it mean for punters to do the form so basically the way I see it, it, is, it does 80% of the work for you and it, it's a massive shortcut because all of the pre-processed form is already there and integrated into you know, uh, all of the same space visually, so yeah. So um, I've, had a, I've had a bit of a look at it, Jerome, and, and a bit of a look at, your, at the app and a um, bit of a play around with it. One of the things that I noticed that um, certainly was, I, I feel anyway, where you have the horse characteristics, could you just explain how you sort of, what sort of data you use to, to collate that and and I guess for the punters, what it can show for them? Well, the horse characteristics, for example, we analyse the steward's comments extensively. So we work out whether the horse has been, we summarise whether the horse has been unlucky or naughty, so we label that bad behaviour. We summarise whether it's been racing without cover. And if they have an issue where they may have had a atrial defibrillation or something like that, well then we have a physical concern as well. So from that perspective, going with, we've got a translation table for every steward's comment used Australia-wide, and we're assessing, we've allocated a meaning to each of those stewards' comments so that we're able to summarise. If you go into the form analysis section, there is a thing called the behaviour grid there. So if a horse typically in the last five starts has been over-racing or breaking gait, it summarises the key issue that the horse has in terms of its behaviour. 
I think that answers your question, Darren. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in terms of sort of your testing and your... Um, obviously, some things can be very objective, some th things can be very subjective when you're, when you're doing the form. How yeah. did you go about sort of reaching the end product of going, well, this is where we want to be and this is, like you just said, it's 80%, doing sort of 80% of the work for you that yeah. you know that's the number that you're sort of happy with of of providing that as the as the product well it goes as far as we can possibly go for example we've got a gate speed range so we give an indication of how fast the horse can come out but the other 20 percent really belongs to how the attitude of the drivers engage in the race so, for example, I could give an example of race two at Reckless tonight. Like, um, um, there's two horses that are showing a very, very good gate speed ranking, Glenn Letty, Commander, and the Sports Star. And we don't know how fast Windy Hill Wally, for example, is out of the gate. But in terms of the 20% that's left, I think it's, it's a subjective thing in terms of really being at the coalface and, and the punter having more confidence themselves about which horse is going to lead. And that and that part is virtually impossible for us to sort of finalise because we can't predict how a, a driver, for example, is going to engage in the race. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it, certainly I'm keen to, to dive into it and get, get amongst it. So... Um... I'm sure how you view it, Chris, but it's certainly something that I think is going to be well received. Well, it's just another tool, isn't it, Darren, that punters have now got at their fingertips and as Jerome's outlined, it's on the phone. So if you've got the uh, the iPhone, the, the smartphone, you'll be able to have it at your fingertips. So it, it seems another positive. And, and that goes with back, uh, back to my point, Jerome. This is a first for harness racing. So this is something that if you're keen on, on having a wager on the trots, this is something that you've just got to have. Yeah, I, the thing is, it doesn't really cost a lot. So if you're scanning through the form analyzer, for example, you can immediately show, see, there's a summary there of which horse has been rating the best. But then you look at it, oh, it's drawn three on the second row. And then you start asking yourself the question, oh, can it overcome the two or three seconds to um, pass the, over, the likely leader in the race? And it's those type of decisions where the punter makes their own decision to see who's going to win. Um, yeah, I, I've been using, using it myself and there have been some high-profile identities that have been supporting me in this development and Bronte in this development in the last 12 months or so. And they've been invaluable in their assistance. And um, yeah, so it's, it, it has undergone some serious testing. Um, and I must add, these punters have been winning um, quite a lot and they're, and they're a little bit apprehensive about everybody having this information at their six fingertips <laughs> because it's sort of going to be shared around now uh, and they yeah. haven't got it all to themselves. <laughs> oh, well, the, the positive to come out of that is that those punters are winning, so that's the best thing, but it's, uh, it's no surprise or shock that uh, they want to keep this information to themselves. So... $15 per month, Jerome, all races, every meeting, no exclusions, or $150 for the year. How do we go about finding Sulky App? It's very simple. We don't have an app store sort of uh, connection there, but we do have a website, 
where you, you have to go to salty.app in the URL. It's very simple. And once you go there, you have a home page and it goes through everything to do with the, the Salty application. But for those people that are apprehensive, initially there is a free account type capability where the first two races of every meeting are actually given to the subscriber so that they can test it for themselves. The full functionality is there, but it's limited to for the first two, two races so that they can very quickly decide whether that tool is for them or not. And they can make that choice without any financial um, risk with the, with the free account. So, And once they are free account, they can later upgrade to a um, monthly subscriber or an annual subscriber. Okay. And it, one final question that I've got. Yep. 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 The, the one final question I've got for you, Durant. When is it available? So, Rickler for Racing tonight, if I wanted to, to, to go to the app now, would, would yep. all that form be there ready to go right now? We have an interface that we wouldn't have been able to do this software without a, a RISE interface. That's the interface.toharness.org.au and all the information there. All the information is automated into our system as soon as it's on harness.org.au and we've got a history of all of the data, like the sectional data for every horse. So once that meeting is imported, they can start doing, for example, the form on races four days ahead of time. Okay, excellent. Well, it's a brand new tool and one that I think most punters, serious harness punters, have got to have a look at. Sulky.app and then you'll be able to go and find all the information. Jerome, really appreciate the time. Uh, congratulations with this venture and hopefully it's going to uh, line the pockets of plenty of punters moving forward. Thanks so much for the opportunity to talk about it too, Darren and Chris, and um, hopefully we can talk again in the future. Yeah, look forward to it. Look forward to it. So there's Jarrell Neuenberg joining us. So, Darren, I think this is a, uh, a good thing for harness racing. It's something new. We see a lot of these uh, ideas put forward with uh, the, the thoroughbred racing, but for harness racing, it's new, it's uh, innovative, and uh, hopefully it's a step in the right direction, just making it easier for punters to find that winner. Yeah, certainly is, Chris. And I think the, the best outcome we can hope for is that there is good success there for drone, not just from the creation of it, but, um, you know, if, if all of a sudden people start hearing that people are using this app and, you know, getting good winners on harness racing, it can only be a positive to get more people in and, and looking, getting eyeballs on the sport and punning on it. So um, I, I can't see any negatives, really, and I really um, congratulate Jerome and Bronte, uh, his daughter, for for spending the time and getting this going. So it'll be interesting to see where it heads. Yeah, it's a lot of work. When you start thinking about it, it's a lot of work. So check it out, sulky.app, and you'll be able to uh, go on and find all the information there. Speaking of finding winners, we've got to put you under the pump now. We've got 10 of the best tonight at Reckliff. We start at 5.19. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, it's a tricky little night tonight, I thought, but... Um in terms of value about I don't think there's a lot but I thought in race 8 horse number 5 Claire's Fool looked um, to have a, a good level above his opposition there drawn a bit wider on the on the track but 
Um, those drawn to his inside, I think he can get across, even if he has to park out. I think he should be too classy for his opposition there and um, not a great deal of pressure can come from any other runner, I don't think, if he were to find the front. So race eight, number five, Claire's full. Well, they haven't missed it. It's a dollar forty-five, so there's no spoil yeah. with the price there. That's the last leg of the quaddy, so he's a standout. Is there anything else on the card that you fancy tonight? Yeah, I didn't realise he'd be that short, Chris, but uh, yeah, the other one... Um, is in race number six. It's an old, old friend of mine, Bertles Firefox. That, I like this horse, and he finds a race where it nearly looks like a carbon copy of the race last week. He drew seven. Here the call drew one. We see that same situation tonight. Here the call led last week. He probably leads tonight, and I think Bertles Firefox can get him again. So uh, race six, number seven, Bertles Firefox. I don't think we'll get the $15 we got available last week. Okay, well he's three fifty. The favourite is here. The call from the ace at two forty. So they're the top two in betting there. Throw some numbers at me for a quaddy, please. Races five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, race five. Um, I thought there was probably a pretty open race. I've got number six, Major Slip Up, on top. I thought he could do a little bit of work here. Lurking, number one. I've got him in the numbers, but he's first up for Richie Williams, so um, not sure what to expect there from gate one. Um, I thought Major Slip Up could get the better of him. Three max, if she can get a, a cheap run on the pegs, that's her, her best pattern, and she might be able to dart through. So we'll go one, six, and eight in that opening leg. The second leg... Race six, I've already mentioned Bertles Firefox. I really thought that's probably a race in two. So throw in the one, hear the call. He might be able to see it out and get another win for the Butler Stable. Race seven, uh, interesting race this one. You've got two maidens here that uh, are both look to have plenty of ability, but both can equally do things as wrong. And that's number six, the water boy. Number one, Ollie One Shot. Um, the water boy, he's been runner-up last time to subsequent winner Lord of Misrule, Ollie One-Shot. He's been beaten odds on three of his four starts, so he's certainly stinging the punters, but he's got the ability. If there's a knockout there, probably number two, Crosswalk. Uh, Two-year-old taking on the older horses might just get forward and might have better manners than both of them. So we'll go one, two, six, and bring it home with Claire's full, that very short price favourite. He does look far too good, so... Um, that is the last leg, race eight, number five, Claire's full. Okay, so your quaddy numbers tonight for Reckler. First leg, one, six, eight, into one and seven, into one, two, six, into five. So grand total of, uh, what, $18 for 100% of the dividend tonight? Yeah, and, and it will be pretty skinny. Like I said, I, I found it a hard night to find any real value. It's interesting, Jerome speaking about his, uh, his app there and race two, he said it's a tricky one with Windy Hill Wally, not sure of the gate speed. It's, that certainly is an interesting race. And um, Windy Hill Wally's won two of his three starts in Queensland, draws one for the first time. So um, I think he can win that race. Another winner for the Jack Butler stable, but gate speed all important. Okay, well, we'll be watching with interest tonight, repeating the first of ten at Reckless at uh, 5.19. We are back there again tomorrow. And then we've got racing on Friday afternoon at Albion Park. And Saturday night, New Year's Eve, nine races there. Keen to get your thoughts on a few races across both of those meetings. A couple of nice horses stepping out Friday afternoon and Saturday night. Time has now beaten us, Darren. Appreciate your efforts this morning. And I look forward to the chat again on Friday morning. Ryan Spice will join us as well. A couple of good races to look forward to across the weekend. 
Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. And the lack of homework is well appreciated in this week because I don't know what day we're up to. <laughs>